Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. How's everybody doing this morning? You doing all right? I'd like to welcome all the people listening online. We have uh, people that listen via podcast and uh, through uh, radio. We're so honored that you would join us and listen uh, to this podcast. So welcome. This is Vision Sunday. And, uh, and turn your Bibles to Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. if you have a Bible. If you don't, don't worry about it. It's up here on the screen. Um, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, And I'm going to be reading it out of the message translation just because I like the way it said it. It says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Amen? How many of you want to be blessed? Nobody. Well, I want to be blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? All right. Well, Lord, I thank you right now for the Word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your Word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, right now, I pray that you would speak through me to the hearts of your people. Lord, let your vision be cast for our church today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Well, uh, today's Vision Sunday, and, and this is what happens is twice a year, uh, we always pause whatever series. We're in a series called Miracles, and we'll finish up uh, th- that series next week uh, on Easter Sunday. But, but we pause our series, whatever series we're in, because we want to focus uh, the church and, and, and to kind of regain our focus and to understand where we've been and celebrate what we've done, amen, and also where we're going. Because as a church, here's a, it doesn't matter the size of the church, but obviously the bigger the church gets, the, the more it has a tendency, if, it's not, if you're not careful, it can get off course. And we don't want to get off course because sometimes uh, what, what we, we begin to make, uh, make things that don't really matter uh, like a big deal. And so we want to always keep focused on what is a big deal and not focused on what's not. Amen? Uh, several hundred years ago, uh, they began to, uh, uh, somebody looked at windows, church windows, and looked at them and said, you know what, uh, th- these are just clear windows. Why, why, do we, why don't we use these to present the gospel? And so they had a brilliant idea to, co- uh, to come up with stained glass. And uh, they came out with stained glass, but they didn't just put stained glass in churches. They started uh, putting, uh, they would make the stained glass into pictures that would depict the gospel of Jesus. So that everybody that walked by could look in the, at the windows of the church and actually see the, the gospel message uh, laid out for them in the windows. Now, this was a very effective and, and a, a powerful thing, and, and it didn't, it, it, the church was always preaching the gospel. No matter uh, what day of the week it was, there was always the gospel message being preached. But something began to change in the church because uh, what happened is, is the, con- uh, the people in the congregation said, you know what, we love these beautiful stained glass windows, and we love... Uh, that they, they depict the gospel message, and we think that they're so beautiful, but we have a complaint. Why do we have to look at them backwards? The, we, we are the, we're the people in the church. Why are we having to look at these backwards? So let's turn these around and have them facing inside so that we can see all their beauty and, and actually appreciate them more. And see, what happened was, is what it, uh, the, the church had originally intended was to get the gospel message out. But what happened is, is the people inside lost focus of what was going on. And so they said, let's turn them inward. Listen, a church is always going to be in bad shape. 
shape when it becomes more inward focused than outward focused. And as a church, we have to, we have to understand that we got to refocus our vision and say, you know what? Our most important thing is always going to be reaching out to people, to loving people, to helping people, to lifting people up. Come on. We're not about the people in this room. I love you. I think you're amazing, but we will always be about reaching other people. We will always be about reaching the lost. Amen. Man, that's good preaching. So here's a, here's a few things I want you to understand because you're partnering with us. You're, you partner with us. And so uh, the, the next few series, obviously, this is a, this, the next thing we have coming up. The best time to invite somebody is Easter Sunday. You have, we have Easter Sunday coming up, and we even make it easy for you. We have little invites that you can pick up at the information table, and you can hand them out and, and give them uh, to anybody you want. You can you leave, leave them on a table, come on, uh, with a good tip after you eat. Don't, don't, don't leave that as the tip. And like, oh, well, I'm giving you the best thing. Ever. No, g- you give a tip. Amen. But the uh, but invite somebody to church. We will. Uh, we believe that this is one of the greatest times to people will will come on Easter when they would come no other time. They they'll say yes to uh, okay. You know what? I'll come because it's like an unwritten law in Texas that we you have to go to church on Easter. Really, Christmas and Easter are two required days to go to church. And so you have some friends that they already have that requirement. Uh, so just go ahead and say, hey, you know what? Uh, it's Easter Sunday. Would you come to church with me and pick uh, a service and come to that? Now, listen, it, for you early birds, 8 a.m., I promise you there will be plenty of room in that service. Amen? So there, there's a lot of y'all going, I ain't going to church at 8 a.m. Listen, come to church at 8 a.m., you get done, and you're on your way. All service times are the same. Okay, so here's here's the thing is we want to Easter Sunday is coming up and we'll finish our miracle series. The next series that we're going into is a series called follow and it's all about taking uh, people from uh, 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 all walks of life and letting them understand that God hasn't called you to perfection. He's called you to process. And we want you uh, to understand that a lot of people think, oh, well, i got to get my act together. I've got to be perfect. I've got to have all of this together. The truth is, is you look through the Bible, and, and Jesus didn't call perfect people. Come on. When he called his disciples, they weren't perfect. They were rough around the edges. They had some issues. They had, they had a lot of things going. If, God, if Jesus would have come to this earth and only called perfect people, he would have he never found anybody because he was the only perfect one in the bunch. But God calls people to process, not perfection. So we're going to be kicking that series off uh, the Sunday after Easter. May 1st, my dad and my pastor uh, will be here to preach. Come on, and I'm excited about that. He came one other Sunday, and uh, he's going to be here uh, that Sunday. And then at the end of May, of course, we have Mother's Day, and my wife will be bringing a great message on Mother's Day weekend. And, uh, and, but on, uh, at the end of May, we'll uh, do my favorite series of, of, that I do all year, and it's a series called At the Movies. 
and I love At the Movies. Have, have, have you, how many of y'all were here for At the Movies last year? Anybody? Yeah, a few of you. Okay, so uh, we'll kick off At the Movies, and this is where church and movies meet, and we take, uh, we take uh, a movie, and we kind of find uh, a movie that has a redemptive message in it, and we find it, and, and we'll just we'll preach off of that, and it's always fun. It's amazing. We have popcorn. Come on. We have Cokes. It's good time to bring friends. Amen? And then at the, uh, in the summer, we'll go into a little bit deeper study, and we're going to do a book study on the book of James. And so we'll, we'll take that time uh, to just really dive in a little bit deeper, and so we're really excited about that. As you know, we have four services on Easter Sunday, and we change them all a little bit, so don't freak out. It's okay. But then after Easter Sunday, we will go back to three services. The reason why is because you can look. We still have a little bit of room to grow. You're like, no, we don't. We still have a little bit of room to grow in all three services. We will add a service when it is absolutely necessary because here's the thing is my team works really hard. They already get here at 6.30 in the morning and long before you ever even had your first cup of coffee. And, uh, and they get here at 6.30 in the morning and they're setting up. And, and here's the thing is that I asked them and I talked to them, are we ready for four services? And all of them said, you know what, we just need a little bit more time. And let me tell you, as a pastor, I care more about my team's health. Because, listen, this is what, our church is great because of them. It's not because of me. It's not because of Crystal. Our church is great because of our amazing team and the people that show up. So if they're not happy, you're, you won't be happy as a church member. They'll be grunt. They won't be smiling. They'll be throwing stuff at you. Are y'all with me? So we'll go back to three services after that. Here's the thing is all three services, I get asked this a lot, are identical. They are all identical. If I stop preaching, if I stop, I can't finish my message in the first service, I don't finish it in any service. Because I want you all to have to endure it, okay? Luke 14, 23. Why, why do I tell you this? Go out into the country and urge anyone you find to come in so that my house will be, say it with me, full. What? Full. Come on, say it with me again. Full. Now, I don't, uh, I don't know if anybody else out there is like me, but I don't like packed places. Is anybody, like, I'll, I'll pull up to a restaurant, and if it's full, I'm like, oh, no, it's good. We'll just hit in and out. Uh, I don't like packed places at all. And and my idea of heaven is whenever you go into a movie theater, I like going to a movie when it's been out, like it's about to get out of there. Like it's like there's one show time and that's, you got one opportunity and then it's, that's, that's my favorite time. The reason why I do that and the reason why I like that is because there is nobody in the place. Anybody, you walk in and, and, uh, you have the entire, come on, the entire movie theater all to yourself. There's nobody to talk. There's nobody's phones going off. There's none of that happening. And then Crystal will we'll go in and we'll sit down and she sits down right beside me. I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, no. I need to spread out a little bit. You know, you got to, we, 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 come on, we're not dating anymore. Scoot over. We got the whole place to ourselves. Sometimes I might even find a row up, one row up and be over there. You know, the, the deal is, is that I love having space, and while that is awesome for movies, it's not okay for church. It's not okay for church. The reason why I say that is because we really do believe that heaven and hell are real. 
And every chair that is full represents a life that is being changed. And it's somebody's husband, it's somebody's wife, it's somebody's kid. There's somebody here that, that everybody that you're sitting next to is a life that's being changed. And, and if you want to be a church, if you want to go to a church where you have the entire row to yourself, listen, this, that's, that's awesome. There's probably churches out there for you, but this is not the one. Because we are always, the Bible says this, bring everybody, invite everybody you can. Because here's the thing, that my house may be full, because here's what we are called to as a church is to make an impact on people and people fill chairs and people are crowds it's not for a crowd's sake it's to make an impact on an individual amen so it doesn't matter we we get a bigger building that's awesome it's amazing but guess what we will always be full we will always be full so if you're thinking oh well we get a building I'm gonna have all. I'm gonna have a whole row to myself. It's gonna be Debbie's row. This is Debbie's row. Don't you touch it. Tambourines going up. No, you are wrong. Tambourines will be confiscated at the door. Our ushers are trained professionals. They'll take down a tambourine player in a minute. <laughs> Jimmy comes out of nowhere, just spears you. Here's the, here's the thing is, is that we understand that God has called us to make an impact on churches. Now, here's the, uh, I, I just want to kind of update y'all on the building, on how it's going. As y'all know, we bought land. Amen. We have land. We have the sign out there. It's awesome. It's a, a, about six and a half acres uh, of land. It's going to be amazing. And uh, here's, the, here's the thing is that this process has taken a lot longer than we expected. Are y'all with me? It's uh, I know there's some of you are like, are y'all uh, are we ever going to build? Uh, like, are you just are you just putting it out there? And it was a big joke, haha, funny, whatever. No, the thing is, is that this has just been the lawyers and everybody that's involved has even said this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, this has just been a long uh, and and drawn out process. But but originally when we had the plans drawn up, uh, we we had uh, had a 500 seat auditorium. And we thought, okay, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be big enough. But as we've grown and we continue to grow, right now we run over 500 on a Sunday. And so the, the thing is, is that we were like, well, wait a second. We're going to get into a building and already be too big for the building that we built. Now, I don't know about you, but that's frustrating. And you go, oh, man, that's a, that's a bum deal. So while we're waiting in this process and, and we're going through this, we went back to the architect and we talked to him. And he said, yeah, you definitely need to build a bigger building. Let me look at it. So here's what he came up with. And you'll see that it's exactly the same. I think there's some other slides. You show me the show. You got another slide maybe back there. Here's the elevations. And is there one more? That's it. OK, here's the elevations and go back to the other one. And this is the building. Now, the building looks exactly the same. Look at the size of that stage. Oh, not a tiny little. This is a big stage. Uh, I'm going to have all kinds of room to walk. I'm going to be in shape. Uh, but, but what we did is we went back and they said, you know what? You can build it bigger. And so uh, we went from a 500-seat auditorium to a 1,000-seat auditorium. Come on. 
And I want you to know that every chair is going to be full. Amen? We're not going to have our entire row. We are going to have a full house. Listen, here's what I, but here's what I want us to focus on as a church. is because I think that if we're not careful, we can get to be too focused on a building. We will build a building. Okay, are you all with me? We're going to build a building. It's going to happen. But we will never be a church about buildings. We will never be a church that's about buildings. I believe that God has put in my heart to plant campuses. And let me just say, when, I, when you hear me talk about campuses, I, I, I say this, this. The church, Royce City, is my home church. Amen? We will launch campuses and pastors and do all of that, and we will send them out. But we, I will stay right here. This is where God has called me. This is where I feel like that I'm supposed to be. And I'm gonna, I plan on being here and preaching here until I'm an old gray man and you're tired of me. And then when, I, when, I'm, when you're tired of me, I'll hand it off to my son, and he can take it and run with it and take it farther than I've ever even dreamed of. It. Amen? That's my, that's my 50-year goal. So, but here's the, uh, the other day my uh, son was asked, uh, Bear, what do you want to uh, do when you grow up? And he said, I want to pastor the church Royce City. And uh, the guy goes, well, what's your dad going to do? He goes, I don't know. I'll figure something out for you. <laughs> He's got a plan to take care of his old man. That's good. Amen. So we, listen, here's, here's what we have to always, we are not about building buildings. We are about building people. We're about building people. Another thing that you know about us is that we are a church of small groups, not a church with small groups. Right now we have 21 small groups that are meeting in four different cities. Amen. We take over restaurants. We take over houses. We take over gyms. We have, we have, uh, we have a, a small group that is meeting every day of the week. And, and we continue, we're going to continue to grow and build and add groups. I know some of you are thinking, well, there's just the group, there's not a group that fits me. Let me tell you, just give us time. We're going to continue to expand them. We're going to continue to multiply our groups and grow groups. And maybe you're sitting there thinking, you know what? I would like to, uh, to be a part or I would like to start a small group. You can do that. It's a, there's a process. We, we, you, you send it in, say this is what we want to do, and, and you just, you just say, sign up for it and then do it. And, it's, and it's, it's going to be okay. You're thinking, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a leader. You don't have to be. Amen? 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 Giving and uh, here, here's uh, you got to know as a church, uh, uh, we are a generous church. We don't just preach. We don't preach giving. We actually give, and we give above and beyond what God has called us to do. Because here's the thing: is that we understand that people out there are making an impact and and, and making a difference beyond just us. But, but other, other churches are making an impact. Come on. So we, we partner with people and we partner with missions, organizations. We partner with local feeding, uh, uh, food banks, uh, to help, uh, local people get food. Uh, we partner with, uh, uh, evangelists to help them put on crusades. Uh, we partner with church planners. Come on. We're planning churches on a regular basis as a part of this. And here, uh, over the, uh, uh, this year alone, come on. This year, we've given away 33,000 $200 to local and global missions. Why? Because you're generous. We're going to continue to give more. We're going to continue to do more. God's going to continue to expand us. 
Amen? But as your church, uh, as the pastor of this church, you have to know that my desire is to see lives changed. And I want to give you four clear steps to reach your full potential. Your God-given potential, four clear steps. The first thing that I have a desire for as a pastor is I want you to follow. Not follow me, but follow Jesus. See, uh, the Bible is very clear. Jesus never asked for believers. He asked for followers. In uh, Mark eight thirty four, it says this, Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, Jesus said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. See, I, I like, as a pastor, I, I love that people... Uh, uh, believe in Jesus. I love that. But I, uh, my desire and my passion is for you to actually have a deep relationship with Jesus. To, to not just come in and have goosebumps on Sunday, but you actually have a relationship with Jesus that goes through the week. Monday morning you wake up and, and you step out and you know that Jesus is on your side, that He's with you, that you have that you wake up in the morning and you have a personal devotion, that, that you, you're able to read the Bible, you're able to understand it, you're able to pray. See, here's the thing is that I don't want just believers. I don't want, let me say this way. I don't want fans of Jesus. I want followers of Jesus. And, it, and we get people in all different walks of life. It doesn't matter where you're at. I've got people in this church that have been saved since they were born. And then I've got people that are baby Christians. They just, they just got here. And that was a joke. Uh, they, they, you're not saved when you're born. So, but, uh, but here's the thing is it doesn't matter where you're at. We are always called to a process and stepping a little bit further and going a little. We have people all different walks of life. And, and here's the thing is that I have a desire for you to be a follower of Jesus, to be an actual follower of Jesus. You know, there's a big difference between fans and followers. Fans, uh, most fans aren't really die hard. You know, you get your bandwagon fans, come on, as soon as the Cowboys start doing good in the year 2045, we'll, hear, we'll have Cowboys shirts everywhere. But, but then you've got guys that are die hard, and the, the, I would call them followers. They know you, you, you got stat, they know every stat from the Cowboys. They know every player. They know where they graduated college. They know everything. Come on, you know those psychopaths? Those, those guys that love sports so much, they eat it, breathe it, sleep it. That's just the way they are. That's a true, they, are, they follow that team. And there's a big difference between being a, just a bandwagon fan and a follower. And God has called us to be followers. What is that mean? That means that I love Jesus. There's days that it's hard. There's days that I don't want to come to church. There's days that, that I, I don't want to read my Bible. There's days that that happens. But guess what? I love Jesus and I get up in the morning and I follow him and I make a step and I follow him. That is my desire as your pastor to have followers, to turn crowds into disciples. The next thing that I want for you is to connect. Connection is the key to your personal success. Connection is the key to your personal success. You're like, I don't need anybody. I'm a self-made man. No, you're not. Somebody wiped your butt. Somebody fed you as a baby. Somebody, you, nobody is here because they did it all on their own. 
You need connection. Connected families are healthy. Connected businesses, they're healthy, right? What makes you think that as a church, if we're, if we're not connected and you don't have relationships inside the church, that we'll ever be healthy? In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, it says this. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep... Now, hold on just a second. If you go to a small group and somebody suggests this, please inform Jimmy so that he can handle the situation. Hey, girl, you know, the book of Ecclesiastes says this. I heard my pastor preach the other day, and he said, two people lying down close together can keep each other warm, you know. And I just want, I want, to, I want to do everything that's in the Bible. Amen. You tell that guy to get lost. Likewise, two people lying close together. Sorry, rabbit trail. Uh, two <laughs> lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three or even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Can I tell you that as your pastor, I want you to understand the reason why you need connections and relationships in your life, the reason why we do small groups is because we believe that there is going to be a time when you are going to fall. There's going to be a time when you're going to be down and out. There's going to be a time when you're going through a hard hard uh, uh, place in your life and you think, man, am I ever going to get that out? When you go through those t- uh, those times and those places and those seasons in life, you need somebody in your life that picks you up and says, listen, honey, you're going to make it. You're going to get through this. You're not in this alone. I'm praying for you. Come on. How are you? They pick up the phone and they'll call you and they'll say, how are you doing today? Or is everything okay? Is there anything I can do for you? The reason why God has called you to connect with people is because he knows that you need relationships in your life. If you're ever going to reach your destiny. Amen. The third thing I want for you. Let me just let me just harp on this just a minute longer. The we get testimonies all the time of healings, of marriages being restored and healed, uh, of all. I mean, people just being healthier and happier. And everyone, every time it has one key ingredient is in they're in a community group. Every time it's because they're in a community group. Life change happens in small groups. It hurts my feelings a little bit. I wish it happened on Sunday morning, and it was because of my amazing preaching. But the truth is, is real life change happens uh, in small groups. Amen? Discover. The third thing is discover. Crystal and I are so passionate about this. Golly, where does the time go? The second service seems like it goes so much faster. Uh, I think time speeds up. Uh, But the third thing is discover. Crystal and I are so passionate about this. We want you to discover your God-given potential. 
We, I, listen, I know that the world would have you believe that you are here by accident, that you are a mistake. Uh, your parents might have said, oh, you were an accident. But can I tell you this, that you are not an accident, that God has a plan and a purpose for your life, that he has called you, that he has, a, that he has put you on this earth for, a very re, uh, for some reason. Now, here's our passion is as your pastor, I want to help you discover what that purpose is. In Psalms 139. 13 through 16, it says this, For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Do you know it, friend? Do you know it? My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Man, that's a good scripture. Can I ask you, friend, if God has a book written about you, don't you want to discover all that's in it? Don't you want to see what the creator of heaven and earth has written about you? And I know that you think, oh, I don't have anything to offer. But can I tell you that everybody in here has a gift, a talent, and an ability that God wants to use. Somebody in here needs what you have. And that brings me to my last point is this, serve. 1 Peter 4.10. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of of God as each one has received everyone in here has received a gift you know why the people on our dream team show up and serve and they look so happy on Sunday it's not because they they uh, retire to beach houses during the week and don't have a job it's not because they have more time or they get more sleep than you the reason why they they are so much happier is because every one of them are using their god-given gift talent ability some of them are up on the stage some of them are playing keyboards some of them are making coffee some of them are saying hi to people some of them are rocking babies some of them parking cars some putting out signs you got to understand that everybody is doing something that's what makes them happy i'm telling you you will never be more happy than when you're serving someone else You think it would be the other way around, but the truth is, is that your joy will be made full when you're serving someone else. So as your pastor, these are the four things that I desire for you as we move forward in the years. I want you to know God. I want you to find freedom. I want you to discover your purpose. And I want you to make a difference. How? We follow, we connect, we discover, and we serve. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thechurchrc. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com.